What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast, coming to you live from the Waypoint Cafe here at 65 Ludlow Street. I am your host, Omega Z, a.k.a. Ken Cardez, editor-in-chief of the DigitalEraEntertainment.com, written core content over at DigitalEraEntertainment.com, joined by my co-host and producer of this show, uh, CL Geekboy, a.k.a. Gino, the decent-bodied voice over to my right. Hi. He is the owner and operator of D-Way Point Cafe, where we record to you live every Thursday at 7 p.m. like we are doing right now. Uh, this is uh, another attempt at last week's episode, because last week we had technical difficulties. Apparently the stream keys got mixed, and that's why it kept failing, because it was trying to stream to two different channels at once. That makes some sense. <laughs> Anyway, this is a podcast uh, that I stream to you live, and we talk about all things video games and some things esports, uh, mostly video games because esports has been kind of on a lull. Well, Dota Two very, very minimal ended. events here and there. Like Dota Two's doing its thing. Uh, Overwatch Two kind of went. And uh, Overwatch Two season hasn't started yet. But like the competitive thing, they had like those little preliminary things that nobody watched. Wait, they what? <laughs> They had some like preliminary stuff. When? Like in the beginning of the year. I didn't even notice that. Nobody did. That's what I'm did, saying. <laughs> did they even advertise it? No. Oh my God. <laughs> like that's why I'm, I'm, I'm not doing a bit. I'm genuinely, I, this is the first time I've heard of it. Yeah, it was pretty bad. You know, what, you know what? What's a sad opportunity that's got? I genuinely believe Fortnite would be fun to watch. It can be. I mean, the Fortnite World Cup was an excellent event. Yeah. And then, and then Epic Africa's Games just like, okay, we don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, why? You're making <laughs> hand over fist money. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, it's Apex is doing Apex things. As always. Uh, Counter-Strike is all going well. Uh, interesting enough, Valorant's doing okay as an eSport. I mean, Valorant has... Definitely grown its audience yeah. over the past year. Which Have you seen the new agent? Yes. I don't know if he's Mexican or Puerto Rican because people are telling me he's Puerto Rican. But I'm like, everything that shows me, I'm like, no, that's that's California. <laughs> that's clearly the area of California in L.A. that is very inspired by the Mexican culture. Right. So he's Mexican. It's like, no, he's Puerto Rican. I'm like, what makes him Puerto Rican? Maybe he's half. Maybe. But we haven't heard him speak Spanish fully yet. That's how we'll be able to tell. Yes, we gotta hear the as accent. much as everyone's gonna be like, "Gino, that's terrible." I'm like, it's true. <laughs> we gotta wait till the accent comes through. <laughs> it's like sometimes you never know. It's like you're Spanish, but from where? <laughs> I know. I think that's something that throws people off when people find out that I'm Hispanic. And I look like this. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> look at me and like what? <laughs> so here's the thing: when you're Puerto Rican, your family looks like. Everything. Gestures everywhere. <laughs> like you're <laughs> You just look like you're New York. Yeah. <laughs> How you can tell we're always outside. <laughs> <laughs> as much as as terrible as that sounds, it's true, we're always outside. Right. Blasting music, mm -hmm. playing dominoes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get on with the show that we always do. Uh, we're going to get into some of the gaming news in just a bit. But as always, we like to catch you all up with what we've been playing. So we've had uh, two weeks now, try out a bunch of different things. We'll start off with Gino, as always. Asian. I'm, I'm just knee deep in Like a Dragon. Okay, so it'll be the remake of the uh, older one from the, sam the Samurai Yakuza. Yeah, yeah. Like a Dragon. Like a Dragon. Uh, very good game. Great. So far, oh my it's god. It's a fantastic game. I, I liked the, a lot of the changes they did for the uh, the little remake. Um, Obviously, it's not like as in-depth as the Dead Space remake, for example. Right. But it's still a very good game. Um, Which I have to congratulate Limited Runs Games. For their collector's edition. The collector's edition actually arrived in like two months after the game released. I know. The helmet's nice. It is nice. It's like a, like a little actual helmet you can wear. Yeah. With the, the 
It's really cool. I wish I bought it, but I, at the time I didn't have the money to pre-order it. Um, so what else besides Ishin? Just just been googling it out. <laughs> just doing that because I've uh been watching my significant other play Dreamlight Valley, the okay. Disney game, the Disney Animal Crossing the game. The Disney Animal Crossing game, yeah. It's surprisingly very deep. It has a lot of quality of life assurances in it that I kind of wish that Nintendo could steal. Uh-huh. Um, it's a little weird, but it's nice. It has quest markers and it tells you where the people are when you have to go find them. That's pretty cool. Instead of like running all over the island looking for people. <laughs> it's like, where are you? Where are you? I will find you. The best part is Scrooge McDuck is basically Tom Nook. That's oddly fitting. It's great. Uh, Scrooge McDuck is the landlord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. And Goofy is once again an Eldritch Horror. An Eldritch Horror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have actually been playing a lot of games. Video games and card games. Uh, on motorcycles? No, not on motorcycles. No. Um, <laughs> But here at the Waypoint Cafe, uh, <laughs> we've been doing uh, One Piece card game tournaments and Dragon Ball Super card game tournaments. Uh, this past weekend, we had the One Piece pre-release for their second set, Paramount War, uh, which I was super excited because the Paramount War arc is probably one of my favorite arcs uh, in One Piece next to Wano, um, just because it introduces a lot of fan favorite characters. Of I like Vegapunk. <laughs> I really like the Vega Punk arc. Yeah. Um. So you know we have the the White Beard Pirates. You got yeah. the Navy coming in. We had the Black Starter deck uh, that just came in. It's actually right behind us. <laughs> we got to put them out to sell them. Um. Uh, but it's an exciting set because it has a lot of the art from the Palmont War arc. So much so that like I bought uh, one of the mangas. I don't own a single One Piece manga. But you bought that one. But I bought this specific one. You bought uh, the Takuban. Number 57, which is the start of the Paramount War. Yeah. And I literally pulled out like the cards. Like, look, this is from this panel. Mm-hmm. Like the card art uses like yeah. the some scenes from the anime. It uses some s- sequences from uh the actual manga. Uh and, nice. and some of the art is also like brand new from Oda himself, which is pretty cool. So where'd the magazine go? It's over here. Oh, ask me. That IVC2 catalog. Yeah. <laughs> um, very cool. Uh, I myself have... This is like the most... I like When the game first started, I just focused on blue. So I had like my crocodile deck and then set one came out. So I switched over to the Doflamingo Dofi deck, which is a blue deck. And in this one, I've been like, I'm going to make Edward Newgate Whitebeard himself. I built the smoker deck. There's the Sanji blue green, the green blue deck Sanji, and then we also have uh, Emperor Ivankov. Yeah, uh, he's they they've got a deck in this game too. I'm I'm actually I've been of, I've gone build crazy. I'm kind of excited for Shadowverse actually getting a physical TCG. Yeah, this is this is this is the horrible news. Shadowverse, if you remember, we streamed this a long Wait, time ago. <laughs> I forgot the, the digital on. game. It's actually coming out in physical form. The problem is, is that it's Bushido Road. It's Bushy Road? No. Oh, yeah, it is Bushy Road. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. This is going to... Oh, man, that means it's going to play like Vanguard. No, it's going to play like the actual is card it gonna game. going to play like the card game? Yeah, they're just using Bushy Road to publish it. Oh, okay. It's a fun card. Like, because those fun. are the six starters that you actually start with in the game. So I'm like, yeah, judging by this, it's probably going to play like the actual it's card game. It's a super crowded market. Like, I just don't know how well this is going to do. It has its niche. I'm, I'm sure it does. Like, even the... It has its niche for the people who miss World, uh, World of Warcraft TCG. <laughs> Maybe. And don't want to play Hearthstone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you sat there like, wait a minute. <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, yeah, they got that contract. It's dumb. Don't get me started on that contract. The Bushy Road uh, contract. With Marvel? Yeah. Very dumb. It is dumb. But, uh, I don't, I don't know what they've made yet. I know Upper Deck is also doing a, a Marvel thing, too, with uh, Fleer Ultra. So that should be fun to collect. 
But anyway, yeah, card games. Uh, so the One Piece card game had their pre-release this past weekend. Next, this weekend, like this Saturday, we're also doing a pre-release for the new Dragon Ball Super set, Power Ambition. My wallet is hurting right now. <laughs> Yours. And it's like, oh, man, I just, I got too many cards. And not enough selling of cards. I'm out. What? Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Never mind. Volcano. Disney oh, yeah, Volcano. the Disney card game? Yeah. yeah. That's going to be, they're going to show it off at Gen Con. Oh, God. So I kind of want to go to Gen Con just to buy up all the Lorcana stuff and just flip it. Because <laughs> <laughs> here's what's going to happen when it comes to Lorcana. If it's successful, you have a collectible Disney property and product. And if, if it, it fails, fails, you have a collectible Disney, Disney product. <laughs> So it's win-win no matter what. what. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's something that, if it actually, if it fails, you actually get more money out of it because Disney go, is one of the few companies that goes out, buys their failures back, and burns them. Yes. Well, they lock it away. To the Disney vault. <laughs> to the Disney vault. Never to be seen again for another, what is it, 20 years? I, I think it's like they do it for seven. Oh, I heard 11 years or something. I don't know. It was a weird number. <laughs> that they put things in and out anyway. Um, Aliens Lord, in Lord there Kana for some is interesting because, like, if you look it up, if you, I'm on the Lord, the official Lord Kinda page. No, oh, yeah. And they've done like a very drip feed of card Cali. reveals and stuff like that, and it is some type of color based system because Scar's like a, a purple card, and then they have Mickey as a blue card. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to play like. It just looks cool. It's Disney. Like, it's going to have value regardless. It's going to play like Chains of Memory. I hope not. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's been me on the card game front. In the actual video game front, uh, man, where do I even start? Did I mention <laughs> that I actually bought Minecraft finally? Yes, you did. I did that, right? I yeah. talked about the Mega Man thing. Yeah. I play that like every day. It's the best 20 minutes like I can do every day just to unwind. Like, so like, I, I know I'm repeating myself here, but I, I, I obviously on a, on a past episode, I talked about like, I have never played Minecraft, but I've watched my son play Minecraft. I finally bought Minecraft. And the only reason I bought Minecraft was because of the Mega Man X DLC that they dropped into that game. And it is the best, like, 20 to 30 minutes of my life that I, I just play over and over again just because the music is nostalgic and it actually plays really well. But anyway, new stuff that I've played. Oh, boy, it's been a lot. Um, we'll get into Wo Long Fallen Dynasty later on in the show, but that's one of the main things that I played last week. Uh, Dead Cells. Dead Cells Castlevania, which is really fun. Uh, that was also kind of short. It's only like an hour or so. so. I'll be quite honest with you, though. Most Castlevania games are actually kind of short if you think about it. I don't know. I feel like they take time. Like this one, I, I played. No, I've seen and people I was going through, and then like I beat it, and I was like, that was short. I, I've had, I, I know people who've played Portrait of Ruin within an hour. I, it took me like a week to do Portrait of Ruin. And that was that was my commute game. My commute's like an hour, so yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of the Castlevania games were my commute games. games. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're great games to be commute games. I mean, right now my current commute game is what am I playing right now on my Switch? I got uh, I was, I was finishing up something on my backlog. Oh yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three because I never finished it. Oh, okay. So I've been playing that. Um, I think I took it out to do Mario 3D All Stars to play uh, Sunshine on the Switch. <laughs> You know what's funny? Sunshine is still one of my favorite 3D Mario games. I don't like. I like the platforming sequences when you don't have the flood. The flood. That's fire. Well, like those sequences that that was like little special areas. Yeah, 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 love that. Anytime I have to do anything else in the game, I absolutely hate it. Like I just. That's fair. It's just I genuinely liked how they did the story and everything. Like everything around it. The design of the game is also really, really well done. To a degree. Yeah. No, I'm talking about like, so when you're in the main hub area mm -hmm. and you see like Rico Harbor, right. or like the, those aren't skyboxes. They, those are, if it's, you break the, the game. game. Yeah. yeah, it's an actual thing. 
I know. And I'm just like, okay, like tech wise, that was really an experimental game for them. I think it was. And I kind of want more of that. I, I want more Odyssey type stuff. Which also game. was experimental, honestly. Yeah, but it was a successful experiment. I didn't like I didn't like Sunshine. I'm sorry. Uh, but besides, I didn't like Galaxy. I didn't like Galaxy either. I, I thought it was too gimmicky. Um, it wasn't even that for me. It was just, besides uh, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, uh, the new Destiny 2 Lightfall expansion also dropped. Uh, probably the most disappointing expansion I have ever played in Destiny. That is the funniest thing I have ever heard because everyone else is telling me that it's the greatest expansion ever. No. So here, here's where it's good. The gameplay systems that they've changed and reworked yeah. make it play very well. But there are people like me who actually play Destiny for the lore and the story. And this was the most disappointing narrative effort that they've given us. When you look, compare it to the other DLCs like Forsaken, Shadow Keep, so what is Online, the, story? the Witch Queen. Hmm? What is the story? I, mean, I don't want to spoil it, but basically, like, we finally, the witness finally comes to Earth to take on the Traveler. Okay. And there's this whole big thing about the veil, the veil, the veil. And then we kill Callus. Wait, what? What? How, how do you make that jump? Callus is there, and it's like he shows up at the end. And you just kill him. And we just kill him. Literally, the cutscenes are him and the witness arguing with one another. Yeah. Callus doesn't do anything for us. Like, we fight a bunch of armies, but it's never really him sending the army after us. It's just right. the army's just there. Yeah. And then he's at the end, like, oh, I cracked through the veil. And I'm like, cool. We've been talking about the veil for like a couple of hours now. What, what is, is the veil? <laughs> And then we kill Callus, and then it's like the witness cut himself into the traveler. Okay. Now what? Oh, people got kidnapped on Earth. You should probably save them. Here's your season pass. What? What? What does it have to do with the moon being haunted? Oh, that was part of the pyramid. So the, the witness is the, yeah. the witness. His the pyramid, yeah. the pyramid ships. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, so the moon was haunted because there was a pyramid ship buried in the moon. And the hive went after it. And it unleashed a bunch of nightmare shit. So then, what about the speaker? Where is he? Speaker died. I know the speaker's died. No, no, he died. Oh, died, died. Yeah, he's gone. He's dead. He's like, he's like Cade dead. Only like we cared more about Cade than we did the speaker. Oh, uh, that's fair. So then who speaks for the ball? No one. So how do we know that the ball doesn't want to be attacked by the witness? Well, so at the end of the last season before this DLC, yeah. the pyramid ships decided to attack. Yeah. And it was like, I'm going to be out, y'all. And then it looked at the pyramid ships and then kind of went back to us. It's like, you guys got powers. Uh, help me with this. So it was going to leave and then it decided to come back. And then it fired a laser at the pyramid ships. Apparently, he could have done this all this time. So now I'm just like, why do I feel like that the Traveler is just a neat? <laughs> like, it's just one alien inside its home. Neat. And it's just a neat. And it's like, I just want to go leave. And like, everything else is just like the parents. Like, no, you have to go to school. Yeah. Like, it's a truancy cop. Yeah. So, like, remember when Destiny 2 first came out? and it When was it made sense? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, the Cabal came. And, yeah, and, what happened with all like and, my and, man and Gal trapped the traveler with that big claw big, thing? Yeah, the traveler fired a laser at the witness, <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, "You could have done this all this time." No, I have a better question. I have a better question. My man became part of the traveler, and then we never figured out what does that mean. I can't help you there. I did weapon lore. I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing that drives me nuts. I'm sitting here, I'm like, wait a second. At least my weapon lore. What about sense. the shards? Like, do, do they just go up and reattach to the traveler? No, so those are the shards from the bottom of the traveler. They're still on Earth. <laughs> but yeah, narratively, Lightfall was an epic fail. I think gameplay-wise, it's fine. And what's funny, I just, 
I, what I hate <laughs> is that the story segued into the season. So it's obvious that their whole thing is like, we're going to force people into the season to pass this, which used to be optional. So that's where I felt a little off put. I was like, I understand that like games now have moved to this whole season pass system, but like it should be an option. I should never feel that I have to buy your season pass. It's kind of different. You should always be able to buy like an expansion for story. So yes. for Guild Wars 2, the, the story expansions, that's what you're paying for. You're paying 60 bucks for like eight hours of content and three raids. Yeah. Fine. And they're optional. Uh, they are so like i i feel like with something like how epic handles their system their season pass system like yes you pay for it but as you progress through the bar when you earn the currencies you if you are a hardcore player of fortnite or even like fall guys for example you in game you earn the in-game currency and at the end of the season pass you have earned enough currency to pay for the next season pass so you never physically have to actually pay out of pocket right. for season passes in those games. Yeah. I wish Destiny had something like that. Or we just go back to when we used to have expansions every three months or like every four months. Or I Okay, I'll be quite honest with you. I think what Destiny needs to do is just adopt the... And I really hate to say it. Just adopt the Final Fantasy fourteen thing. It's funny because... Give us an expansion every two years. That's a lot of time to wait. But in between, give us some quality raids that lead up to the expansion. So in between those times, for example, between Shadowbringers and Endwalker, right. there were three major patches that were like, uh, I think it was five points. So it's 5.1, 5.2, 5.3. Mm-hmm. And then Endwalker, which is 6.0. In those patches, there was like, oh, cool. This is like three hours worth of content and it's like here's a raid here's some more story content here's like four raids at four different difficulties Mm -hmm. things like that just to keep people like teased and interested in Mm -hmm. then you do here's another like 20 levels worth of content have fun right destiny can do that it could i think that they're just struggling with some type of uh monetization that's how you monetize. But they're just trying to figure out a proper way to do it all. Outside of the way that they've done it. Just in all honesty, at this point, just charge a, a monthly Ch- fee. Charge a monthly fee. Uh, like, you want to be an MMO. Just be an MMO <laughs> at this point. What drives me nuts because I'm looking forward to some of the new MMO. Like, we need things just to finally just relax and be like, yeah, it's an MMO. Yeah, like, I'm really excited for Wayfinder. Yeah. Bias aside. <laughs> bias aside but i look at it i'm like cool this is uh firefall that really good mmo or yeah. yeah no wild wild something oh my god i forgot the name of it but um it was a really good mmo it just fell flat on its face because it came out at a time when everyone's like shying away from mmos mm-hmm. then all of a sudden live service games show up i'm like these are just these are just mmos with more abusive tactics right yeah but uh wayfinder is was incredibly a lot, a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the the full open beta when it comes out. There's Same. another closed beta this month. Um, I forget when it is, but I know there's another closed beta, and then like in May, May it has open an beta. open beta. Um, what else have you played? Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, so there was Wayfinder. Um, Wanted Dead. I picked up something else the other day that I was playing through. Oh, uh, I, I, I bought Power Wash Simulator for the Final Fantasy VII washing DLC. You know what drives me nuts about that game? What? Do you know how much bank you can make as a power washer? I have actually researched this, and those guys make money because they charge like hundreds of dollars per house. Yeah. And they do like a whole row of houses. Yeah. And it's usually sometimes like one or two guys. Yeah. I- I'm in the wrong business. I need to move to like a rural. No, no, you don't. You don't want to know how much it costs in New York City to power wash. Tell me. It's by square footage. Oh, my God. 
It's 150 per square foot. You have a six floor building. You do the math. <laughs> we are in the wrong business. Uh, so this is officially the last episode of the Deco podcast. We will now become digital era power we're watching. watching. <laughs> we'll be live streaming power watching and we talking will, about games. We will live we'll, we'll do a TikTok and everything of power watching while we talk about games. Um, but anyway, oh yeah, my I God. The power watch simulator. Uh, just because one, it was on PlayStation, I was always interested in, in picking it up because it felt like a good like unwinding game, which it actually is. Um, but then you get to something like the the Final Fantasy uh, DLC. DLC, and your first mission um, was to you go into the Shinra building and you got to wash the the van and the bike, and that was simple enough. And then it gives you the Scorpion tank boss, the, the Scorpion <laughs> tank boss. Yeah. And that thing took me two streams to clean. <laughs> and then the last thing you unlock is Tifa's bar, Seventh Heaven. <laughs> and it's disgusting from floor to ceiling. And the last stream I did, I, I literally had to like, I sprayed it in quadrants. I was like, okay, let's cut this into a four. I want to focus on this <laughs> quadrant. And my stream was literally me watching the dartboard the jukebox and the pinball machine, the floor and the wall. And that was an hour and a half. I didn't even get to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a fun game. And, I, and before this, they had a, a Tomb Raider drop where you can do different rooms yeah. in Lara Croft's mansion. Yeah. So like, I, I was like, this game is cool. Uh, but yeah, Power Wars Simulator. It's great as a VR game. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Power Wars Simulator is... Hilarious. I, I don't I, I I would never imagine myself playing that kind of game and I, I, I love it because I go home it's like before I get into like the hardcore action game or the shooty McShooty, I just wanna watch something and just like just like just like turn spray, brain off turn spray. brain off and spray water everywhere. It's, That's like, me with like lawnmowers if you like the lawnmower one. Because <laughs> sometimes I just get home, I'm tired, I'm like, I'm gonna sit on a right on mower. And just zone out. I'm like, now I understand why people like mowing the lawns. Yeah, because it's a menial task that requires very little thought, but it's also relaxing. Yeah. Um, I look forward to mowing lawns now. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we got we to gotta get the power wash stuff first. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Speaking of betas. <laughs> betas and delays and the nine... Uh, but yeah, speaking of betas, while we're on the subject of betas, for going off of Wayfinder... Uh, there's an interesting way to get the Diablo 4 beta access. It only costs you a heart attack. And it's only going to cost you a heart attack or the potential of diabetes. Or your dignity. <laughs> right now, uh, at participating Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurants, if you purchase... <laughs> If you purchase the double top, <laughs> you can't even say it. <laughs> if you purchase the KFC double down at participating KFC restaurants, you get a code. You get a code for the Diablo 4 beta or the early beta access. So you only just risk like a heart attack. No, the thing is, <laughs> I. My question now is. If I want to play with four people, do I got to eat four double downs? No, you get your friends to eat double downs with you. None of my friends are going to eat that. And uh, I don't waste food. I will go. That's one. Now you just <laughs> need to get two others. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you get access to Diablo 4 beta. Diablo 4 dropping in early June. Uh, June 6th, I believe. Just a couple of days after Street Fighter 6. Um, That's not fair. It's not really like June is just stacked. Don't like this. Like just so you guys know, I know we mentioned it on the show a lot, but this is June in order. June second, Street Fighter Six. June sixth, Diablo Four, and then I think June twenty something is Final Fantasy Sixteen. Like those three games alone are just like why my wallet, my time. Where does it go? <laughs> Doesn't Nintendo have like DLC dropping also in June? I'm pretty sure they do. Let's see. Oh, at the end of May is uh, Tears of the Kingdom. It's early May, right? Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Okay. So Street Fighter Six, We Love Katamari Roll, 
Reroll, Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, Samba de Amigo, Robocop. Robocop. Robocop just dropped a new trailer today. And it was epically gory and fantastic. Oh, okay, I was wrong. I thought Pikmin was in June. It's July. Okay. I'm like, isn't like Pikmin dropping? I feel sorry for Robocop now. I don't. I could have sworn Pikmin. Samba de Amigo, I think, is going to be fun. I'm sure it will be. It's on I'm, Switch. I'm so not going to buy it. I am. I, I have Street Fighter game. 6, Diablo 4, and Final Fantasy 16. Also, Story and of At season. some point, I got to squeeze in Robocop. Well, in July, it's. I'm going to look at my wallet and go, Dead or Alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only care about two game, the two games coming out in August Sea of Stars and Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, maybe Robocop's in September? I don't know. Robocop no, they said June. It's tentative to be determined June. So they might push it back. I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't I didn't see a date at the end of the, the gameplay trailer they dropped today. Uh I just like that they had the actual actor's voice in it and he still is dry and campy as it is in the movies. So I have a warrant. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, we got a couple of delays in the news today. Starfield uh, was delayed. Okay. Starfield, which was uh, originally supposed to come out soon, right? Like, I know it was originally announced in 2018 for a November 11th. They pushed uh, it back. And they pushed it back. And now it's been It was pushed. supposed to. I, they kind of hinted. It's like, look, we want to aim for April. April or May. I think Tears of the Kingdom announced May and they're like, you know what? <laughs> We're not going to mess with that. Yeah. We're so, going to mess with Call of Duty instead. Yeah. So Starfield is now set, scheduled to release on September 6th. They're going to have a Starfield Direct in June. Interesting enough, you know what else is in June? What well, the convention formerly known as E3. Because it's not E3 anymore. Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft have all stated that they will not be participating in this year's E3. So E3 is officially just a Jeff Keighley happy hour and extra stuff. Why not? I don't mind that. I don't mind it either. But like, it's also the first year that ReadPop is doing it. And I'll be quite honest with you, ReadPop's fees with those companies, they all kind of hate dealing with ReadPop for packs. So yeah. that, could, that could be really it. That might have been a factor. Like Nintendo really like Nintendo loves PAX East and mm -hmm. PAX Prime. I know people who work the booths and they're kind of like, yeah, it's great, but we pops a pain in the butt. Mm. You know what else is a pain in the butt? A lot of things, actually. Okay. I was going to say specifically taxes. Oh, yeah. But thankfully, we have one of gaming's greatest heroes to teach you how to file your taxes. And that's Master Chief. In a series of AI videos done with the, the AI voiceover bot, uh, a YouTuber has put up videos of Master Chief, the voice, <laughs> teaching you how to do like everyday things like how to file your taxes or change the oil in your car or even ask a girl out. <laughs> uh, the YouTuber's name is... Uh, what's his name? Where did, where did it go? That, that's as high as it goes. No, I'm, I want you to scroll. Oh. oh, it's just various channels. There's various channels doing okay. it. Okay, yeah. so there's no specific one. I thought it was one channel. No. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Master Chief teaches you how to do things. Uh, this has been part of an incredibly insane spout of chat AI things being thrown up on YouTube because you even have like the presidents talking about their card gaming expertise or their Call of Duty expertise. You can find videos like Biden and Trump arguing Call of Duty. They're all very funny. That's the thing that I, I, I love the most. They're hilarious. They are hilarious, but it also worries me. Yeah. Chai AI is scary. It is. 
I don't even want to know how this AI Something stuff. I thought that was chat AI. Um, the voice of Solid Snake. Oh, God. Singing. No, in no. So- I didn't realize that was actually. I was like, oh, that's one of those voices. Then the video that I saw the video of him actually in the booth. I'm like, oh, yeah. David Hayter can sing. Why is he singing? Why is he singing a Christmas song as Solid Snake? Because that was the point of the video. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, what else we got? Oh, what else was delayed? Um, Suicide Squad got delayed. Thanks. I don't to, care. Thanks to all the negative backlash it got from the State of Play trailer. Um, you know what should have been delayed? The Pokemon DLC. Yes. <laughs> have you have you seen the bug with it? No. Oh, if you buy the DLC, your save data goes away. That's fantastic. <laughs> Buy the DLC, bye-bye save data. I'm like, what? Pokemon continues to be the thing that I love to hate. I hate to love. The thing that drives me nuts is... I'm sitting here, I'm like, this isn't even Nintendo. This is because Nintendo has has been on the record saying, we don't do active... We just publish. We don't do active development of this. I really feel like they need to get on like some type of hold with that. I really think what they need to do is just dissolve whatever board is in charge of the Pokemon company at this point <laughs> and just be like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want better, something better than Pokemon and instead of having to collect all the animals and you want to collect weapons or at least battle chips instead, the Mega Man <laughs> Battle Network Legacy Collection <laughs> drops in April. And it's going to come with a whole new mode for the first time ever. It's going to have a mode that's being called the action-oriented Buster Max mode, uh, which powers up your Mega Buster with the different chipsets that you can find in the game. They're also going to be adding the Japanese-only cards that were featured over in the Japanese versions of the game. But we're still missing the one card. We're still missing one card. What? The Zero EXE card that you can only get... Zero net navigate card that you could only get if you played network transmission and connected your your GBA through the GBA link cable That's to true. the GameCube. You won't get zero. You won't get zero. That's so true. Because his legacy collection is missing the best Mega Man network game. Yeah. Which is network transmission. Yeah. In the Buster Max mode, your standard Mega Buster is a hundred times more powerful. This is designed for like the new players and stuff like that. I'm gonna play it just because like it'll make it easier to stream, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna play Buster Max mode and just. Press button. Bust a move. Um, and bust a move. Um, oh, God, that makes the fight against Alpha and Omega so much easier. The other thing that they're doing for this game, too, is they're also going to be showcasing the Mega Man NT Warrior anime, that very short-lived anime that they put it over. It was and so the good. The, I, I watched the Japanese subtitle yeah. religiously. I have it all on... Burnt CDs. <laughs> Back when, when anime fans were truly fans, we broke international laws. They're going to be streaming the episodes that made it to the States on Twitch. Uh, they That's didn't... great. So, like, it's nice. I also, I also like the Star Force anime. Yeah, the Star the Force thing that they anime showed was, was very... like on, on Toonami at some points. The Star Force anime was somewhat. I think, uh, it, was it was on, on Toonami. Today. I used to watch it on YouTube because they're like yeah. they were shorts. They were like the yeah. like those blocks where they would do like fifteen minute episodes yep. of different things. Um, but yeah, I would love to see a Star Force collection. I hope they do it at some point. Uh, but it's nice that like Capcom's recognizing the popularity of Battle Network. I think also they're responding to the excitement because there are so many fans that are like, "Oh my God, you remembered this game?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm like, these games came out for the 15th anniversary of Mega Man originally, right? Now I'm sitting here, I'm like, thank you. Now give us more. I'm like, look, I love Capcom, but I'm tired of, play, of playing Resident Evil, Monster Hunter, and not, uh, not Dino uh, Crisis. Is that even out yet? That, no. no. The Prim- Ep- Primal or whatever. It's it was Dino called. Crisis. The not Dino Crisis game. The not Dino Crisis game. <laughs> I tell you that it's going to be the biggest baited switch of all time. Like, the, you're going to make it through all the way to the end of the game, and then you're just going to see the cast of Dino Crisis just, just there. I feel like they're going to... Th- if not that, they'll probably throw them in as, like, a DLC, a DLC or, or something. Or yeah. Something, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited. Mega Man Battle Network uh, 
Legacy Collection, you know, to match it up with the classic hey, and hey, the Capcom. X Collection. Hey, Capcom. And the Zero Collection. Hey, Capcom. Capcom, just give us a new Mega Man. Please. It's a new one. Hey, no, no, no. Hey, Capcom. Give me Mega Man's Legends 1 and 2 again, please. I, I imagine if they ever read up the development of Legends 3. No, because apparently the issue with, with that is what's-his-name has the rights to the, to the story. That sounds like a very Inafuna thing to do. That sounds like just what Capcom just makes mistakes on. That's why Breath of Fire hasn't been good also. Probably. Apparently a lot of their classic games, the stories and the characters are owned by their creators because Capcom just apparently doesn't understand how rights work. <laughs> uh, keeping up with the happy news because we get Mega Man and now we got Steam discounts because there are literally thousands, literally thousands of games discounted for the Steam uh, spring sale. Yeah, spring sale. Yeah. Uh, and there's also like super flash deals that have happened. So, for example, today, if you want to get Far Cry 6 Game of the Year edition, which is kind of hilarious because Far Cry 6 was never nominated for Game of the Year on anything. Uh, it's $34.79 for Far Cry 6 plus all of its DLC, which is a I, I feel like there should be a regulatory thing for that because that's false advertising. I think so, too. But you know what? It's Ubisoft and they want to make they want to sell it and they make yeah, it. Whatever. Probably, yeah. Uh, if you wait till tomorrow instead, because these are all flash sales, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the complete edition, is going to be 70% off. And then on Saturday, Neverwinter Nights plus its Iceman Dale pack is going to be 90% off. That's like five bucks. That's like five dollars. Yeah. yeah. So this spring sale is like insane. Um, some of the other games are on sale for not too much, too crazy prices, like Elden Ring's on sale for $53. Um... I don't think this sale is going to be for upcoming titles like The Last of Us Part 1, which is coming out yeah. on PC, or Resident Evil 4. House Party, though, is a, if, it's a, if it's the game I'm thinking of, is actually a really fun game. Maybe. Because the game, what it is is you have to murder people at a house party and not get caught. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 4, which has a demo that dropped today, by the way, uh, is also probably not going to be part of this. No, but... This deal, but there's a lot of games. I have a little bit of the camp is still there. <laughs> Did you see the the new trailer? The trailer with what's his name? Yes, the count. Mm-hmm. I said this like I forgot your voice was like this. Yeah, it still has some of the camp. Um, let's talk about uh this uh. <laughs> we try to avoid it, but we can't. Activision makes its way into the podcast always. I knew the sad part is it's not even activision it actually it's microsoft yeah microsoft looked at the deal that activision gave to sony said this is a bad deal for sony here's another 10-year deal where you actually make three times the amount of money that you're making right now yeah so microsoft offered a deal to have playstation keep the share with the exclusivity too with with all the exclusivity stuff too yeah. for another 10 years and Jim Ryan, in all of his infinite wisdom, said, no, I don't want a new Call of Duty deal. I just want to block your merger. Out loud, in a call with journalists. Yes. So he can't even deny it now. You're dumb. Jim Ryan's dumb. Like, that right there now shows, like, they even said you have 90% of the market share. PlayStation does have 90% of the market yeah. share. And it's like, everyone sat here, every single person, even regulatory, regulatory people are like, you, wait, hold on. You have 90% of the market share, you have all this stuff, and you're saying no, which now puts you at a disadvantage. You're intentionally making yourself put into a disadvantage yeah. by trying to block this deal now. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, what's funny is, uh, per Microsoft request, uh, Sony had to reveal uh, its internal documentation of upcoming plans to reveal to the court, like, hey, what would you have done? What would you have done should this merger not gone through? Yeah. And in this particular email, it leaked that the PlayStation 6 was scheduled for 2027. Yeah. <coughs> so we have five more years of PS5. Which is, you know what? 
I mean, seven years is not a bad length of time. It's not a bad length of time, but I'll be quite honest with you. It's not that Moore's Law is dead. It's that it's being focused on... It's like you can only get so much graphic power out of, out of what you have now. I know, because I feel like with the PS5, like we've hit a peak. It's like, and everything else looks just as good as that. Like, where does the PlayStation 6 even go? Where? It's like in PC Especially gaming... Especially in the next seven, like in the next yeah. seven so years. For PC gaming, five years excuse me. So for PC gaming now, it's now about offloading cycles from G like getting rid of bottlenecks mm -hmm. so it's like okay we want to get cpus smaller we want things to get smaller again but like when it comes to graphics it's like i'll be quite honest with you 8k 60 frames you're gonna it, on a 32 inch screen is just kind of pointless it's where, where the technology is going to be now is in storage. And in what's it called? Storage and access speed. Tor storage, like, access speed. I want to click and, on my game and just have it come up. And uh, memory times. Yeah. And the reality is, it's like, you, like where are you going to go with, with a PlayStation 6? I don't know. Sony and hasn't I, I, really. I'll tell you this much. I, I, I want to know where they're going to go with their PSVR 2. You have this peripheral that is. You Not basically just made it vaporware. Yeah. They, they made it dead on arrival, basically, by having the PlayStation 6 announced. Well, to be, to be fair, it's not that they were in, it was a private document. It's just when you have to reveal documents yeah. in court, it becomes public knowledge. Yeah, and so now I was sitting here like, Sony, what they should be doing is give me a Vita 2 that connects to, to the PlayStation 5. See, that's funny because I think with things like the Steam Deck right now, exactly. this would have been the prime time to do something like that. Exactly. This would have been perfect. With the way that the Switch did so well, I was in here like, Sony, just steal ideas again, please. Yeah. You stole all your ideas from Panasonic. Like, I think if the PlayStation Vita released in a gold-like state now, like, remember the PSP Go? Yeah. It would sell like hotcakes. Yes. I would buy it. It's like, oh, I could stream my PlayStation games anywhere. Yep. Cool. As long as you have a Wi-Fi connection. connection. Or something. Yeah. That would be cool. fantastic. Gimme. Gimme, gimme. Oh, man. I hate that we have to think of good ideas. Actually, you want to hear a great idea that's also a terrible idea at the same time? What? The current president of Square Enix is being replaced. Yeah, so uh, he's being replaced by a younger person. Yeah, who also loves crypto. So yeah. I was just like... Yay for younger person, boo for... Are you stupid? Mm -hmm. uh, good riddance, I say. I, I, like, obviously, Square Enix is not going to change its stance on the things that it's doing. Um, Square Enix needs a kick in the pants. They're not going to get it because they make money hand over fist. With Nintendo should just buy... No, actually, they do not make hand money over, over hand over fist from every single Final Fantasy. 15 proved that. Well, that's because 15 was bad. 13 made more money total between three games and 15. Just so you know. Because 13 had waifu tax. <laughs> okay, that's fair, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lightning. Lightning Returns. Game with Sarah. All three were waifu games. Um, <laughs> it's just like... Square Enix makes more money off their anime and manga publishing anyway. Yes, they do. Which is insane. Man. Nintendo should just buy them. You know Nintendo wants to buy them. I, I feel like if any company is going to buy Square Enix, it's going to be Sony. I feel like it's going to go down to a bidding war. Yeah, but Square Enix likes Sony, so I think they'll... they'll True. If Sony ever threw money at them... True, but Nintendo has the bigger war chest. I mean, Nintendo has the handheld thing for like a lot of their JRPGs. No, no, no. I'm talking about in terms of cash flow. Oh, yeah, that too. Of course. It's like, it's like Sony's going to offer this. Hey, we'll double that. The hell? <laughs> It'd be interesting to see if that ever did happen. I just want, I, I literally sitting here, it's like all these acquisition murders. I just kind of want to watch Nintendo just look at one of the companies like, I'm buying you now. You can't say no. <laughs> I mean, they made the threat to Capcom. Back in the GameCube era. Yeah. <laughs> I would laugh if they just buy Konami. Well, interesting enough, I think Konami, 
has been making certain rumblings. Yeah, they go up for sale, right? No, they're not that they're up for sale, but oh. that they've acknowledged that they are coming back to the video game space. With the recent success of the Silent Hill thing, yeah, they did announce that I think sometime in May they have more announcements for other franchises that are under their umbrella that people will be excited about. This has led to a lot of speculation Pachinko. that we're finally getting some type of Metal Gear remake. Uh, signs have pointed towards the original Metal Gear. Silent Scope. Or Metal Gear Solid or a remake of Snake Eater. I think there's probably more credibility to something like a Metal Gear Solid remake just because that's the one game that I would everyone love knows. to see. In like I think fans. that's also the game that everyone knows. Yeah. That and Snake Eater are the two games that everyone knows. Wait, are we going to get the um, the other, the mech game that What's-His-Name made? Zone of the Enders? Yes. No, because Kojima owns the rights to Zone oh, of the Oh, does he really? Yeah. Oh. I wanted cockpits. Oh, well, who knows? Maybe we'll get some ZOE references in Death Stranding, too. I would die laughing if they if it's just there. Right? <laughs> I just sit there. I was like, is this a whole, like, scheme of you just to bring back Zone of the Enders? It probably is. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> the Zone of the Jahuti is a... <laughs> is a... <laughs> the whole thing has been a prequel to Zone of the Enders. I'll be so upset. No, that would be great. <laughs> Norman Reedus is Jehudi. Yeah. Um, oh God. I mean, I, I'll just put this out there. Out of all the companies that I see Nintendo just throwing money at just to just to buy, I know I'm gonna say blasphemy here. I see them just straight up just buying Sega. It could happen. Only because they sit there and be like, Sega, you're only putting out like Sonic games. You have all these franchises. Let us do this. Konami. Uh, uh, Okami. That's not a Sega. Yes. No, that's Capcom. It's not Capcom either. Is it not? Kami is what platinum. was. Platinum. It's Platinum. Yeah, it's Platinum now. What do I think you get for Sega then? Well, I mean, there's other franchises that Sega has. When the thing is, Sega right now is most of their money is because of the Atlas games, you know, yeah, Persona and all that coming out. Yeah, so they get that they get the Persona bucks and they use that to fund other things, crappy games like Sonic Frontiers. Um, I don't know. It's the other one I can see them is actually just straight up buying Capcom. I think Capcom is very firm in its stance on just being its own entity the way they are right now. Capcom is also what has been known as a, a video game black company where they drive their workers into like hell. Yeah. And they so, only care about profits. Nintendo just writes a big enough check. They're happy. I mean, think about how, like this year is a big year for Capcom because not only do you have the RE4 remake, but you also have Street Fighter 6. Yeah. They're pushing the, the Street Fighter World Cup, everything World Cup, like that. Everything like that. So like this is a pretty big year for Capcom. So uh, they they don't have any room to fail, so to speak. If they mean if they buy, if if they Nintendo the buys Sega, you know, the Mega Man I know. Legacy Collection. But if if, if Nintendo buys uh, Sega, we might get Fishman Two, Seaman, <laughs> Seaman Two, Seaman Two on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I'd pay good money for that, actually. I would too. <laughs> but I just I, I just know that that traumatize a whole new generation. I just of kids. know that the Sega you and I grew up with is just not around anymore because. Like there was a period of time where Sega just crapped out games and they didn't like care. the conduit. I actually generally like the conduit. I'm talking about like, especially during the PlayStation two era. Oh when, yeah. When Shinobi came out and Kenochi and they had, um, gun Valkyrie and they published Gungrave and jet set radio future was on the Xbox. Like that time period right there. Cause, and that's just the games that I remember. There's a bunch of stuff that they came up with around that time frame. Uh, I think that was probably like the last great bastion of Sega games. So I don't remember too much of Sega being like around the PlayStation 3, uh, Xbox 360 era. Uh, Chrome Hounds. They were a publisher mostly. Yeah, but like none of that. They weren't really developing. Well, no. Uh, Dragon's Dogma. That's Capcom. That was Capcom? Yeah. Why do I keep thinking that's Sega? What RPG did Sega make that was great? Fantasy Star Online. That wasn't Fantasy Star Online, I'm saying. Like, like, tradition, like, medieval. Nothing. There's a stuff was old. Like, Grandia and Skies of Arcadia were, like, the last couple Maybe I'm thinking of Skies of Arcadia. That's actually a remake that I want. 
Oh, but that was on GameCube. And PS2. Guys, if I can't, you know. Yeah. It was on Dreamcast. Yeah, it was on Dreamcast. Got ported to PS2. With, I think so. With yeah. the with the director's cut, as yeah, they know it as. Sucked. <laughs> yeah, and it sucked. I mean, but I'm talking about like developer Sega, like when they made arcadey action games and stuff like that. Panzer right? Dragoon. Yeah, that's all in that same time period that I was talking. Yeah. About. But after that, that was it. Like that was the last bastion. Virtual like, Cop. Again, in that same yeah. year, yeah. that was all PS2. Yeah, oh, that's PS1 because yeah. that's like '96. Uh, Virtual Fighter Mars was on that time also. Yeah. Uh, they actually put out Virtual Fighters. <laughs> It's not a lot. I know this. I'm trying to think. Maybe I'm thinking of a game that only came out in Japan. Virtual. I want a virtual on game. The last one we got was virtual on Mars. Yeah. I missed that. That specific era of Sega. I missed that era. Oh, like the Attitude Era. Yeah, basically. Sega does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> No, that was even that, that whole Sega does what Nintendo don't. That yeah. was the early yes. Super Nintendo Genesis. Oh, yeah, I I'm know. Specifically, but no, no, no but they kept that attitude in, in terms of the games they put out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when Shinobi came out, ooh, that was my jam. Like I'll be honest with you, like the Dreamcast had great games. Some. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the first party. Some. <laughs> they weren't a lot. Actually, was good for actually, RPGs, though. Actually, um, using this, did you know about a game called Crazy Ambulance? Yes, it was used in a Crazy Taxi Engine. Yeah, and it came out in arcades. Yeah. Well, I sat here. I'm like, I want this game, but then I realized this is a really dark game because every time you hit something, the patient kind of dies a little more. Yeah, it's pretty sad. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh. Before we end, I'd like to talk about the game of the show. Uh, if you haven't played Wo Long Fallen Dynasty, uh, this is probably the most accessible Souls-like game Ninja Theory, uh, Team Ninja, excuse me, Team Ninja has come out with. Um, this is from the same team that has made Neo and Neo Two, and they gave us what is essentially Ghost of Tsushima mixed with Bloodborne. It's an excellent game. Uh, it's probably the most accessible Souls game, but make no mistake, like I told, like I said about Elden Ring, it's still a Souls game. It will kick your butt. Um, but if you're looking for that type of game, I highly recommend Wo Long Fallen Dynasty. Um, fantastic game, great music, great combat. It's an awesome game, and it's another one that I've been playing this week. Anyway. That's going to be it for today's show. Hopefully we'll get some more news and some more gaming stuff for you next week. Uh, but as always, you can check out some of our other content, especially over in our Discord, where you can uh, at me and talk about all the different things that you have heard on today's show or any other topics. You can check out our Discord link being dropped in DChat uh, in just a moment. Uh, if you wish to support us even further, we do have a merch link where you can check out some of our t-shirts and our hoodies and our D mugs for your beverage of choice. And if you are an anime fan or know someone who is an anime fan, you can check out our sponsor image anime and using our promo code discount ship, you'll get free ground shipping on all orders over a hundred dollars uh so you can check that out at imageanime.com that code is good for the rest of the year and besides that you can check out our youtube especially our teaser trailer for our upcoming wrestling themed visual novel kokoro no pro which by the way we also have kokoro no pro t-shirts over on our merch shop as well Definitely uh, pick those up to help support our development on our very own indie visual novel game. And you can check out our uh, Rogue Jam Spotlight, uh, where the game was featured on IGN's Rogue Jam. That link is also in the chat there. Um, and as always, special thanks to the Waypoint Cafe here at 65 Ludlow Street for hosting us and allowing us to do this show live. 
If you are ever in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York, feel free to stop on by the Waypoint Cafe at 65 Ludlow Street. If you see myself or Gino, you can say hi. We don't bite. And maybe we can talk about games over a coffee. Stab. Or, or space. <laughs> what? I said I stab. You stab? Yes, oh, I stab. That's, that's terrible. That's not how you invite customers, Gino. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyway, stick around. We got more content coming out for you. RJ and Joe about to show off a new dating sim just as we go off the air. What? So stick around for that. And as always, until next time, you've been decoded.